0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Relax and Enjoy Health podcast. I'm Andrew French, and I'm your optimal health, wellbeing and balance coach. This is episode number seven where I talk to Faye Casement. Today with Faye we're going to be talking about ditching the diet and having more joy, because life is too short to live on restrictive diets and beating yourself up daily. Let's get into the interview. Fine, seen you massive.
1: Oh yeah, I thought it would at least be side by side or something, nobody needs to see my <laughs> No, no, it's,
0: well I mean honestly this is about you, Faye okay. Caseman, thank you very much for coming on tonight, I'm sorry about the time delay No worries all right, So you're basically you're here talking all things life, weight loss, mindfulness, mm-hmm. menopause mm-hmm. all sorts of things, mm-hmm. you know women suffering through weight loss and it just doesn't have to be that way, please That's tell right. me who you are and what you do
1: so yeah, so thank you, uh, Andrew. I am Faye Casement. I am a life and weight loss coach. Um, I um, I help women ultimately to break away from restrictive dieting. That is my that is my plan and aim, and I help them to look at how life and weight loss and everything between really goes together. Um, So most traditional diets, they will focus on what people eat, how they move. Uh, Whereas, although we do look at that, it is just one part of it. You know, we are whole human beings at the end of the day. And there's so much that goes into it. Um, And that's what I help my, my, my clients draw out, basically. All
0: right. Fantastic. Now, it says here you've lost... 70 pounds without restrictive dieting
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and, I so, and, the, and you do i mean that's basically a backstreet boy so <laughs> i mean yeah. over, how how long a period of time was this how long ago was this and
1: so i hit my goal we uh I hit my goal weight at the start of the year and i had been doing it for about two and a half years um i didn't um i didn't want to go all in i mean i've I'd, I'd yo-yo dieted for years absolute years 20 plus years of yo-yo dieting i'd done you know where i'd gone hell for leather at something for a couple of months burnt out quit and then put put it all back on again plus some um yeah. and so this time was going to be different the system that i the person that i came across and i followed for my weight loss journey um was a completely different kettle of fish I got introduced to effectively intuitive eating mindfulness self-development work all of the all of these juicy things that I'd never heard of before and um and yeah the whole point was about keeping it easy and because we we can make weight loss very very hard for ourselves because we we restrict and beat ourselves up when we don't follow whatever plan we're following and that kind of thing and that wasn't that wasn't what I was going to do I was adamant that i was going to do it my way and um that i was going to enjoy the process and i have so and the great thing is is that i am now confident that that's not going to come back because of the way that i have um lost it is is um is sustainable for life it's something that i can very happily do for the rest of my life
0: yeah so yeah. you you said intuitive eating so <laughs> can you explain to us a little bit cuz i've only recently come across this term myself and you know mm-hmm. as we all look at diets everything is like something has to give something has to be taken away something has to you mm-hmm. know not be and actually wanting things is actually bad you know we because the more we we're not allowed to have anything the greater the desire for it seems to become
1: absolutely so yeah How well, can we
0: do zero that very restrictive <laughs>
1: yeah so so true intuitive eating um it's um there's 10 principles to it um the first one of which is ditch all diet mentality so the fact that i I, so i can't really call myself a true true intuitive eater because i bend that first rule (laughs) um but all the other ones um i follow you know so it's about um it's, it's about Listening to your body. So the intuitive part of it is really just about getting touch, getting in touch again with your mind, body and soul. That's how I describe it rather than sort of going into sort of 10 reasons um, and just getting to really know yourself, your patterns, your triggers, how you eat, why you eat, when you eat, who you eat with. You know, all of these things make a, a, a difference once you become aware of them. Um, there's then the mindfulness um aspect to it, which is about you know working on your mindset so that's where as well the life coaching aspect of what I do comes into it um and learning how to deal with life's ups and downs in a healthier way um and ultimately, this is how again the two parts of the jigsaw kind of come together because if you're you know, let's face it, most of us probably got to being overweight because something happened where we probably overate and there was a lot of emotional eating going into it. And so once you learn how to deal with your life and your emotions in a more healthier way, your weight tends to follow because you are looking after yourself that little bit more.
0: Okay, well, we. um, I was just doing a... I had a webinar yesterday where we talked about, uh, you know, being more self-conscious and of our emotions and actually mm-hmm. loving ourselves along the way and mm. just enabling ourselves to yeah. love the journey rather than the destination because yes. you know every, all we focus on is you know I have to get to this weight or I have to you know do this and I and it becomes I have to instead of I get to yeah
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing we talk about or I talk about in my membership about, you know, the fact that we should all over ourselves. (laughs) You know, um, we are in we are by nature, judgmental creatures, judgmental of a situation, judgmental of ourselves, judgmental of others. And if we allow that judgment to rule the roost, then you end up in a sabotage cycle. Um, And certainly that from a weight loss point of view, um, you know, a lot of people go at it with a big stick. Uh, you know, you're going to beat yourself with a big stick if you, you, you know, you you have that ice cream or you have this, that or the other. Whereas actually, A, you can have those things and still lose weight. I have practically eaten either chocolate crisps or ice cream or something daily my whole way down. Um, and I will continue to do so and eat the foods that I love. The difference is, is that I've learned how to eat them um, in a way that, you know, fits my body and my body needs So rather than sort of going hell for leather at them. And that, again, is because of the fact that I haven't restricted that. I haven't once said to myself, I can't have these things, because, again, as soon as you say you can't, you want it even more. And so, again, you just create cravings and urges, which um, are ultimately a downfall in a a diet scenario.
0: Right. So. Basically, with your your clients and and everything, so their biggest struggles are they primarily coming to you for weight loss? Are they primarily coming to you for life coaching? Is at a fairly even balance, or or how? What do you find there?
1: Yeah, it really is a bit of both. So, the the in, intention is to help people with weight loss, but actually, I think like with my journey, I find so much more, and likewise, the my members find so much more so for example we've actually been working um we've been doing a goal setting challenge the last five weeks where we've been looking to set goals really get into our whys and what we're doing and why we're doing it um and then looking at what might sabotage us how we're going to do it you know breaking it down doing some sort of atomic habit work as well you know like in um in the book and um and so we've got people working on all sorts of different things so there's a couple of us who have focused on weight loss for this period there's some of us working on energy some of us working on business um because again it just all all kind of goes in together and even if you're working on something like business you you know if you're having a bad day with your business or you're thinking that you know things aren't going so well or whatever chances are you're gonna head to the cookie jar you know to try and um solve it if that's been a a crutch for you in the past if you see what i mean so it all i say all interconnects
0: I well, definitely see what you mean it's it's mm-hmm. almost like uh especially with emotion leading, I definitely have a lot of experience with that you know we all seem to have a uh, you know a packet of cookie size hole inside us that just seems to be filled okay. up like a little internal hug, yeah. and it's definitely <laughs> yeah. finding those emotions
1: it is and and again it's it's i I laughed a little bit because again I was I was thinking if that's like we have there's lots of stories that we'll have told ourselves over the years and built uh, with ourselves over the years so I was was laughing because I was thinking about the fact that I'd had for years I had a pudding stomach (laughs) that's why I was thinking about this cookie-sized hole and there's always space for cookies Um, and it was always the same with pudding you know I could have been I could go out for a meal and I'd be absolutely my belly would be busting but there was always room in that pudding stomach for the pudding and you know it was just this saying that I had and really I wasn't i didn't have a pudding stomach and i didn't i wasn't a cow i didn't have three stomachs you know um but it's all these kind of little stories and habits that you build you know so again had a bad day perhaps going you know crack open the beer crack open the wine um you have things like meal deals you know so again meal deals in the um in the shops and that kind of thing you know it's kind of in um subliminally programming us to eat a, Um, a sandwich packet of crisps and a and and a coke or like when I was a kid growing up and would take a lunchbox to school it was a sandwich a packet of crisps a chocolate bar and a can of pop you know in the 80s and um and that you never questioned it so now when I go to have a sandwich automatically my brain goes where's the crisps where's the chocolate bar where's the can of pop you know um and I didn't even know that I was carrying around these habits whereas now I might just have the sandwich or I might end up, you know, again, who says the sandwich has to have two rounds of bread if you're not hungry for two rounds of bread? So it's it's kind of like these weird things that we end up doing um, that we never question. Um, But once you start questioning it, that's where you can play about with your quantity and quality of your foods.
0: Well, I mean, I think we find that comes basically from uh, just our upbringing, basically Mm -hmm. almost from birth. It's just like, you know, you you haven't eaten everything on your plate. You have to eat everything on your plate. There's starving children in Africa. I, You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, another good one is I paid good money for that, you know, with and, uh, you know, growing up, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And Mm -hmm. it's amazing how... The similar concepts go from whether it's, you know, a poverty mindset to a money mindset to the Mm -hmm. food. And we translate that into when we go out for dinner, you Mm -hmm. say you go to a normal, normal pub meal and you get a chicken schnitzel. There is a massive serving of chips. There's a massive salad on there. There's a massive chunk of chicken. Mm -hmm. And uh, you may not be telling yourself that, but you've got that programming running in your mind saying, I paid good money for that
1: yeah yeah absolutely and and that again is the kind of things that we will we, we will work on through the program through the methods that i teach um teach my members um and one-to-one clients as well you know because It's just things that you don't question. It's things that you won't have even thought of. Um, I was also a clock eater. So I was like Pavlov's dog at nine, twelve and five. The bell's ringing in my head and I'm salivating for food, even if my body isn't actually hungry. And again, it's just you were conditioned, I think, from school years. You know, you had to have your breakfast before you went to school. And then, of course, you had your lunch break and then, you know, and then that carries on through work and um, you know, so again, it's surprising where we have picked up all these little traits and habits from, and they're not necessarily wrong, um, but they are things that can certainly impact into your into your weight loss. Um, you know, even sort of saying that you need three three good meals a day, you know, all those kind of sayings, if you your body will tell you if if it needs food. <laughs> you know, we were when we were babies, like I said, from babies, you know, we we cried when we were hungry. Um, and we got given the bottle. You know, the, the the body will tell, will tell us if we only listen.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And it, it's it's really such an easy concept. I mean, I think mm-hmm. my entire life I've struggled with dieting. I've been a, che- a chef for thirty years, so mm-hmm. when I get to eat is either before everyone else eats at dinner time. So I'm I'm yeah. having dinner at like three, four o'clock at night, but mm-hmm. then. You get your busy period, you finished at nine o'clock, cleaning down at ten o'clock.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like almost a whole day before mm. and then all of a sudden you're just like, Oh well, I need another meal, and then mm. but then you're you're going to bed at ten thirty or eleven o'clock mm-hmm. and you know you've got a full stomach and that's not mm-hmm. good for you.
1: Yeah. And there's
0: heat uh, and then
1: that- knocks into how you feel the next day and how you show up for yourself and around food the next day as well. <laughs>
0: exactly when you have like carbohydrate hangovers in mm-hmm. in the morning and, and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. my personal biggest success I found with intermittent fasting where you just stop eating and just not eating. But yeah. then one thing I also found is you start squirreling away food like a squirrel when mm-hmm. you when I get to eat in six hours time i'm Mm -hmm. gonna have this food that my family had for dinner because that's amazing and then all of a sudden yeah and i actually found myself putting food aside in the fridge as as if i'd never have food again yeah you know and so definitely not eating like that
1: yeah it does create the, the you know at the end of the day i'm i'm not sort of here to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do with their bodies that is up for them but you know but with intuitive eating then that is something that yeah, you you then could end up still eating more calories in your eating window than you would have done if you'd let them throughout the whole of the day, um, you know. And and so that then you're again. And what's that doing to your inside and your body? Because I don't. Your body needs to be regulated. At the end of the day, it's a it's a
0: yeah, exactly. it's a
1: it's lo- just like a car. It's like filling your car up with gas, running it down to empty every time, and then filling it back up again. You know. Um but that last bit of chug at the end is is possibly going to do your engine some damage. So, um, yeah, wouldn't be one of my first choices. I know people have success with it. Uh, but again, for me, it's the, about the sustainability of that, you know, because one thing that I certainly didn't realise, uh, you know, before I came on this journey and the closer I got to maintenance, because I'd always kind of again, like you said, right at the start about had that sort of end Mindset, you know, like well, everything's going to be different once I lose my weight, you know da 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 i and then I won't have to do this again, and what nobody tells you is that you still have to work on your weight loss when you reach your goal. <laughs> you kind of I think we all think that that's it, you know it's done, never got to do it again and and that's not true, actually, maintenance is just as just as important as um actual weight loss process so that's why it's so important to pick something you can do for the rest of your life
0: yeah so sustainability is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. but you're talking a lot about mindfulness and actually Mm -hmm. become you know becoming more intuitive by being Mm -hmm. mindful so how how would you get people to do that yeah
1: so um i've got various tools i mean i've trained as a, a, a life coach so i am a certified professional life coach so icf certified life coach um, so I've got loads of tools from there. Um, I'm a complete and utter self-development nut <laughs> as well. Um, so I love all things self-development. Um, and so it's just pulling off tools from there. And then there's some that I've created myself um, and just encouraging people to use those use those tools. Um, again, before I sort of found these things a few years ago. If somebody said to me mindfulness, I'd have been like, what, meditation and stuff? <laughs> you know, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's a waste of time. <laughs> um, and although meditation can be part of it, you know, it's so much broader than that. It's um it is about so like for example, I I have a journal in practice and I work actively on my thoughts with my thought modelling and um and things like rewriting my stories and assessing my days and, and sometimes I do do some breath work and sometimes I will do meditation. You know, the point is I've got this arsenal of tools that I can pick up at any point, depending on what I've got going on in my life. And so I'm just kind of passing on that knowledge to other people, basically, for them to then utilize those things as well.
0: That's fantastic. So it's primarily women you, you work with? Oh, yes. You have men as well?
1: So I'd work with men one to one. Um, but my my plan was always to have a membership. Um and so the I took the decision that it was going to be a women's only membership, not because I'm uh trying to keep the men out per se, but it is quite a sensitive topic. Um yes. and like I say, we kind of cover the whole breadth of topics. So, you know, and, and because I'm a woman of a certain age, things like menopause come up and that kind of thing. And so um it, it needs to be sort of a container that's uh, that, that that where people can freely say literally whatever it is that they need to. So uh, so at the moment it's women only. Yeah,
0: that's well. I mean, it is important for people to feel safe. I yes. I remember when uh, my wife and I we had a massage personal training studio, mm-hmm. and literally my client was the forty to fifty year old woman. She's basically gone through gone through life. She's had, in mm-hmm. this day and age has to have a full time job they've got they've got their range of children at this stage, you know whether it's mm-hmm. three four four children all going up into the teenage years mm-hmm. and One thing I found was the woman had lost her actual personal identity she was just the mother she was just yeah. a wife she was yeah. just the friend and mm-hmm. um her day was Relentless because you know she'd she'd have to work a full, she'd have to get up in the morning, get the children off to school. Mm -hmm. You know, chance her husband who is some kind of uh, business person or tradie has left the house by six o'clock in the morning, and then she's got to get the children ready, get them to school. Then she's got to get herself to work, work a full day at work, organize Mm -hmm. the children to get back from school. Then you have the the whole gamut of what happens when you get home just being raced off your feet making sure dinner's ready making sure the children are fed making have the arguments with the kids over you know who's going to clean up and put everything away doing Mm -hmm. your homework meanwhile husband's come home he's exhausted he's Mm -hmm. come home an hour or two even after they've gotten home and uh, so he's just gone straight to the television Mm -hmm. and uh, then she's fought the children all the way through into the into the bedtime and and getting there by the time she you know, gets her butt onto the couch. The man is, he's ready to go to bed because he's falling mm-hmm. asleep watching whatever his shows were. She's lucky if she gets the remote control. It's like, mm-hmm. here, watch your show. And it's not that it's her show. It's her only time slot that yeah. she can actually have to herself. I mm-hmm. mean, there is no time in there for yourself. There is no time in there, you know, and I found that they lost the complete sense of personal identity mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they started missing who they were or they started missing the fact that people used to look at her or the fact that people would hold doors open for her and, you know, uh, all those problems. And, you know, as a personal trainer, my only solution was, Hey, let's train. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And even though that gave them a certain sense of freedom, because all of a sudden it gave them more energy, it gave Mm -hmm. them more abilities physically to be able to do the things with their family. And, Mm -hmm you know and so that were really the only tools i had for them back then yeah but there were days when you know they'd come to the gym you'd just take one look at them and you just just say okay Jesse, have a <laughs> day turn the lights off we're going for a walk and literally yeah. we walk out and i found they would just go burr yeah.
1: yeah because
0: you you were the one person that they got to see two or three times a week
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was their half hour for them selfishly that they could do what they wanted to do purely for themselves and not for any other other goals whatsoever. And I, I guess you're right, you know, they had that environment where they could feel trusted and yeah. or they, they felt they had that trust and they had that knowledge that, you know, it's not going to get back because you have nothing to do with their family. You have mm-hmm. nothing to do with their friendship circle. And, you know, it was a safe place for them. So mm-hmm. I can understand how that's very yeah. important
1: yeah and it's key what you say there as well with regards to you know women losing their identity i think that does happen a lot and again you know i resonate with that um wholeheartedly as i say you know really effectively i got into this because i was kind of having a mini mini midlife crisis you know and literally it was my 40th birthday i went i've never listened to a podcast believe it or not i got to 40 and i hadn't listened to a podcast and um and I just popped one on and it was a weight loss one. And I oh, well, I could do with losing some weight, you know. Um, but my eyes were literally opened that day from that day onwards, you know, because I literally I was that person. I'm a, I'm a divorced single mum to a teen. Um, you know, I'd got to 40. I'd completely lost all my self-esteem, all my confidence. Um, I'd, I've got a career. I'm an HR consultant by day. You know, I've got a good career. But yet I just always felt like I was just on this treadmill or a escalator and it was just continually going up and up and up and up, you know, and like say your stress levels were going up and up and up. Um, You know, as I was dealing with all these things, you know, all the bills, you know, worrying about my daughter, my work, you know, my weight and all those kind of things, just going up and up and up. And then every so often I'd just go and I'd fall off the end and I'd have a bit of a breakdown almost, you know, and, you know, but I had to keep going because again, I just, there was no, there was nobody other than me. So I just had to keep going and keep going. And I think a lot of people are like that, you know, where they feel like they are. I felt very trapped. I felt trapped in my own life. Um, And I have exactly the same life now. But that 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 escalator is gone. I don't have that anymore. It's it's now like this. And that is huge. That is just huge. The fact that I don't ever have those that that kind of build up and everything like that because again I'm kind of dissipating it along the way with the mindfulness and um the you know the self coaching that I do and the the resources that I've got and it doesn't take a lot per day you know it wasn't it wasn't like i have poured over these things for i wasn't pouring over them for hours a day it literally can be five minutes you know you can do mindfulness on the loo for five minutes if your kids allow you to you know you don't you drop you grab your moments when you can
0: <laughs> rather than sitting there tick tocking yeah. yeah. everyone just moving on to the next thing yeah so yeah. i mean
1: yeah, we'll all say we don't have time, do we? But again, you know, would you would you change your life for the uh, if it meant giving up one show on Netflix per evening? Hopefully, most people would say yes.
0: Well, that's exactly right. I talked to someone a couple of days ago who said what they found was you know they preferred a nice fluid life, but what they found was when they didn't make any plans for life, then life just sort of forgot them and left them on the wayside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically. You know, you were so busy and everything, and you said, you know, you got to your 40s and you listened to this podcast, and that was the real aha moment for you. Mm-hmm. What what, what came to mind? What happened?
1: I just said, I never knew that these things existed. <laughs> I feel a little bit embarrassed to say, really. Um, I mean, as I said, heard of mindfulness. You know, you heard of meditation. I don't think I'd ever heard of intuitive eating, and not that she actually called it that. It's really only... Um, since I've sort of done my own research on things, I've realized the parallels to it all. But, um, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was, I just didn't know that it existed. It was just a a complete light bulb moment for me. Huge shift.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) So, all right. So after the, after that aha moment, was it, was it just, a steady state of learning after that to be able to get to this point now?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, again, it was just, it, it, it's almost like it's crept up on me in a way, really. I just, all of a sudden after, i probably say it took me maybe about three months or so just to kind of get into that initial groove. And then from there, I've just kind of like, say, done just little bits a day to to work on myself here, there and everywhere um again it was just coming from that process and just from showing up for myself daily um just in small little ways it then just that's when that momentum grew and it became easier and easier from there um don't get me wrong I still have days where obviously it's not so easy and uh you know there's days where you know that the, my mind's in my mood's in the toilet kind of thing but I come out of it a lot quicker than I know that I would have done in the past because of these tools and i can just kind of pick myself up and and get going again with with ease um that so makes a huge difference
0: yes so what major things in your life had to change because you know mm-hmm. you, you don't change overnight so yeah. yeah. what were the biggest things you had to actually let go of
1: judgment is the biggest thing um and it's still there it still comes back on a daily basis but the biggest biggest thing that i would like anybody to take away is to work on acceptance self-acceptance acceptance of a situation and acceptance of others um because that is what that is what will release the suffering part that goes with that really um and so a big part of my program again is about compassion and kindness you know treating yourself with compassion and kindness but actually if you apply that to like say a situation or or others um It just makes life so much more easier so again this is why I want people to this is how people find the joy part (laughs) Uh, because when they work on it and work on that self-love and compassion it changes everything
0: all right so just being a normal person like everyone else you know Mm -hmm. does anything anything, everyone can do this it's not just you it's not the Mm -hmm. fact that you know you're special it's just yeah everyone can do this yeah,
1: absolutely. It's it's. I think that is the the beauty of this. And hopefully what comes out from from me, you know, when I'm when I'm putting myself out there in the world is that I am just a normal person. <laughs> um, and so actually one of the things that I uh, one of the, the regular posts that I put out, for example, on social media is a, is a story every Friday about a woman called Jane um because obviously everybody knows a Jane if you know what I mean and um you know because Jane is just a normal you know is just a normal woman and that's all that I am it's all that any any of my members are you know I'm never going to be somebody who is your stereotypical you know I'm not going to be a model I'm probably never going to own a six-pack or anything like that I'm just helping people to optimize themselves if they want to because actually I'm a big believer in like health at every size so it's not even about the weight loss per se it's just about if people do want to occupy a smaller body i want them to do it in a way that treats them physically and mentally well rather than getting them stuck in the the usual diet cycle of binging and restricting
0: have you had to change much i mean as a person compared to you know faye the hr consultant that Mm -hmm. you know would we run around you know work with the teenager and everything mm-hmm. now it's the coaching side of things you've totally moved into that area that's now, now i'm
1: still i'm still working and i've still got my daughter and i'm doing this on top so um it's um if anything i've kind of doubled <laughs> doubled what i was but there was just nowhere on this earth i would have had capacity to do that a few years ago but i do it because i love it i love talking about this i love helping people i want I want people to have the same transformation and to feel, I feel unstoppable nowadays, you know, and this is, this for me is huge. And I want everybody to kind of feel this same personal power that, that I do. Um, but like I say, it was a very different story. And I think my life would have been very different. It would have been a different trajectory had I not found this work. Um, you know, my daughter, the relationship with my daughter's uh, uh, amazing. It's like living with my, living with my best friend. Whereas I reckon that, had I not done this work, we would have been at loggerheads, um, you know, and and I would have been shudding all over her about the fact that she should be emptying dishwashers and doing all this and, you know, fighting just like you were talking about earlier. I've got, I've had promotions at work. I've, I, this comes out and helps me when I'm talking to my clients. So just helps in every single area of your life. It's
0: fantastic. All that energy and, and passion mm-hmm. is that, you know, Gives you that much more capacity to be able to help others. And the the simple fact that everything that you had before Mm -hmm. that was really filling up your life and holding Mm -hmm. you back and Mm -hmm. giving you all those negative emotions and negative connotations. And now, just because you've changed. Mm Everything else is the same, but you now have this better ability to deal with everything else, which has mm-hmm. given you a greater capacity to yeah. be able to deal with everything else because I'm listening to everything you, you have on your plate and everything, and it, it sounds like a completely different world, but it's the same world
1: it's Exactly, and everything yeah, the same world, world at
0: the back, back, same yeah. time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same world. Um, been in the day job for 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just... Uh, it it's just that my capacity has changed like say in effect i've expanded i can i feel like i can expand time and and capacity and um just you know deal with so much more i mean it's just even down to like i i keep i call myself a recovering perfectionist for example you know so whereas i would have spent hours agonizing over whether i was doing something wrong or that you know or i was going to get into trouble or you know this that and the other and all that worry once you let that go, your life is just so much more peaceful. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, yeah, and that's what I've done. I've just used these tools and I continue to use them to, to let go of the stuff that I don't need and that doesn't serve me anymore.
0: So do you find having the inner peace, oh, basically helps with all those cravings? Because before, you know, food, became that emotional crutch and everything yeah. so
1: yeah i don't i don't really have food cravings anymore um i I, it was my birthday earlier this week i was 21 again obviously and um thank you uh and i bought a cake and i threw half of it away yesterday so it literally been sat on the side for all week you know whereas I'd have ate that cake in one. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Somebody might have got a slice if they were lucky, (laughs) Um, you know, but it was very much, you know, seafood and eat it. Whereas now it's just, it it can sit there because it doesn't have the same hold over me anywhere anymore. So again, I've, I've got complete food freedom because I've, because I've just changed my relationship with it.
0: That's absolutely amazing. So what would you do? Do you, you have daily habits you have to do? I mean, you're still working full-time. You have mm-hmm. you have your groups and you have coaching and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is your day set up or are you flexible? Do you actually have daily habits and rituals you do?
1: Yeah. So, um, so it's still quite flexible because, again, I, I, I don't want to put pressure on myself. I mean, that doesn't mean that I don't have any drive. It doesn't. And, again, I, I think there's a would be a misconception there about acceptance, meaning that you just – you know, let everything happen to you, and we'll show you. It's it's not that at all. It's about letting go of the suffering, so that you've got a clearer mind to be able to realize what it is that you do need to do, what your priorities are, and and looking to focus on those. So, um, so I do have a little morning routine where I look to um journal. I plan my food. Um, I plan and look at my food. I plan and look at my day. I use a fantastic app called Todoist, which is like my second brain, um, which takes a lot of pressure off of
0: myself. I've got well. that. I haven't been able to get into it. Oh,
1: it's amazing. <laughs> um, but, again, you've got to um, – I mean, it's amazing how I how I use it for me. It's one of those things that, that, that again, my whole premise is, is that you've got to find what works for you, and it's just about being yeah. curious and exploring that and – Todoist works amazingly for me because, again, all that mind chatter that you have about what it is that you need to do or um, when you've got to do it. Again, it's just all gone because it just lives in it lives in my second brain. And so I can just get on with doing whatever. And then I just look at brain and say, what am I going to do next? You know, so. um, So, yeah, it makes life a lot simpler when you've got these little systems and little hacks for yourself.
0: It's fantastic. Okay, family and friends, how's mm. your social network and how does that affect you? You said your your relationship's better with your daughter. Mm-hmm. So how does this help you with, especially with the diet and, and everything? Yeah.
1: yeah, so, again, I, I, I predict that had I not done this work, like I say, I think me and her would have had a very different relationship. Um, I know that there's been... Um, she's obviously had to listen to me going on about this stuff now for a few years and again she's absorbed that you know I mean, this is one of the reasons why I wanted this as well you know I didn't want any of my food hang-ups or um life hang-ups to be rubbing off on her you know I wanted her to have the best life and so now she has some of these tools in her toolbox as well um likewise um I try not to obviously preach to my friends but you know but in the same breath I would hope that you know anytime you have a little conversation you never you never know what somebody's taking away from it isn't it you know um and so uh so that that helps and again you know we have the 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 power to decide what it is that we want to do you know and I want to have good relationships with my friends and with my family and so I now have the tools that if there was something that wasn't working somewhere down the line I now know what I can do about it you know I just step back and again I look at look at it with curiosity of kindness for myself and for them and and say well what can I do about it then you know and um, and so again relationships are completely different as a result of as a result of that Um, so much more easier really Uh, time wise obviously I, I am a busy bee so I do but you know but again I know that I've got that awareness and the action steps I take is that I make sure that I build in time and I'm actively trying to build in time for my friends and family um, and will continue to do so. Is it always perfect? No. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, uh, we are a work in progress. We will never be perfect and neither should we.
0: That's awesome. So one of my next questions, what, ha- what habits do you recommend people establish? It sounds just mm-hmm. setting time aside. Mm. is one of the most important things
1: yeah yeah looking looking at yourself as a whole being that that's that's the thing you know you are more than what you eat you're more than your health you're more than your job you're more than whatever it is you know um and looking at your whole mind body and soul
0: now this is where i need your help okay now i've gone through all my questions we've run through you know mindfulness we've run through nutrition and everything Mm -hmm. now here is the primitive male brain of mine, which has subconsciously mm-hmm. blocked out the mindfulness, the mindful menopause. Now, mm-hmm. this is where I need your help. You're going to have to take over because number one, men don't really find out much about this. We don't really know much about this. Mm-hmm. All we know is we're in trouble all the time time oh
1: dear <laughs> well I think the thing is with menopause um so perimenopause and menopause it's actually very it's it's only recently becoming less taboo I think um yeah. I mean you know I was uh, talk about like even when I was a little girl um you didn't talk about your monthlies you didn't talk about your cycles or anything like that whereas now you know the generations though that that little bit further on and they're starting to talk about it but You know, the the women of a certain age, of my age and upwards, we're of a generation where you didn't really talk about it. And again, you were still coming out of a a generation where you just had to get on with it. And so that awareness piece socially and culturally isn't there. It's starting to get along now, but it just wasn't there. And and likewise, studies, you know, I don't think there's been enough studies done medically on all of these things. Um, I mean, you do have andropause as well. So you do have the male menopause as well I, I will confess i don't know Correct. as much about it but again
0: that's okay you know, i've never heard it before yeah I'm writing it down yeah, it
1: as well yeah so um so so you know so again that, that that's probably even further behind than menopause and perimenopause if you see what i mean you know so um it will come along but Obviously, as you can imagine, I mean, even even with or without the menopause or perimenopause, you know, as as a woman, we do go through some stuff sometimes thanks to the delights that are hormones. And um, and that can leave us really quite, quite, quite shook at times, you know, because. You have a, a there's a marriage of symptoms that you can have through perimenopause and menopause, um, which, like I say, can leave you feeling very, um, very low, very, very confused. And again, physical and mental symptoms. Um, and again, a bit like what we were talking about earlier about being kind of on that that treadmill. I think it's that kind of thing. It's just like you're on this treadmill and you just want to get off, but you've got no control over the buttons. You know your body is just doing what it's doing and, and off you're going and so there's that control part so not only have we potentially lost our identities lost our sense of self our self-esteem's bottomed as it is then we get menopause on top of it as well <laughs> and like i say physically and mentally feel like rubbish um you know and uh and it will all affect us differently and, and i think this is where again the mindfulness comes into it for me because There could be studies done out there, but they will be done on those people and their bodies in whatever scenario that study set up. So it's not going to tell you, it could mean absolutely diddly about what is actually going on for you as a person. And so this is where I think the mindfulness comes into it. It's about becoming aware of what is going on for you at more than just the top level. So, for example, if you were having, I mean, I don't mind oversharing Um, But, you know, you might get night sweats or you might get so a a couple of times a, a month. My mood completely and utterly bottoms out, for example, and I've got no control over it. And as you might have told, I am typically quite, you know, I am quite upbeat. This is this is kind of me normally. But if you'd caught me a few days ago, two days ago, I was literally on my knees and I had no way of controlling that and then the thoughts come in you know I shouldn't feel like this I don't want to feel like this this is rubbish this isn't me I don't like it and you get into victim mode Um, and it's understandable because it is not pleasant at all but this is why I said about you know I, I know that I get into judgment mode over it and then it become, and then that's when you add suffering onto your already existing suffering if that makes sense so makes mindfulness sense. will allow you to take a step back from that Dep- it can even help so for example if you are somebody who is having hot flushes for example if you actually drop into your body do breath work that kind of thing if you you can do self-hypnosis these things actually can actually reduce those occurrences likewise your sleep can be impacted so you know mindfulness can help you you know not only if you're clearing your thoughts out and you know you've got your life and your house in order effectively you know you're going to go to bed a little bit more rested but again working on things like sleep hygiene like you said earlier about eating big meals before bed you know these kind of things can all impact you so again it's just looking at what what do you do how do you do it when do you do it why are you doing it is that really serving you? Is there another way of doing it that you can step into action and then just keep getting curious and figuring it all out? Whereas I think normally we'd just sit back and say it's all just happening to us, whereas actually yes. we can take control. Um well, actually
0: I think that's that's one of the things I was I was thinking, because you know, you said you got your group, so the women need to feel safe there because mm-hmm. they're gonna be talking about these things. They're
1: mm-hmm.
0: sensitive. Yeah. Now I'm my wife's fifty-one. Mm-hmm. She is not menopausal, but I'm um, mm-hmm. certainly—it's heading that direction.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, so we don't talk about it enough. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. a big secret in society. Yeah, um, yes. yeah everyone, everyone's got that aunt with the hairy lip that gets a hot and cold. You know, flushes, mm-hmm. and that's all we know. Yeah, you know, and that we, creates an
1: embarrassment really as well. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people who would feel embarrassed if they were out and having a flush or, you know, because it is sort of still that kind of taboo subject, I think, you know. Um, and then like I say, not not perhaps talking about it enough with partners, like it's just something that we've got to suffer alone. And Um, we don't you know we can come together we can talk about it and just in talking about it it's like it's so cathartic like your lady uh in the PT sessions you know just finding some space for yourself just to go get it all out you know um that in itself is enough but then if you add on the mindfulness tools and everything like that as well um again it can be life-changing you know because this is something that happens to us for quite a few years it's not just a you can't just stick a a plaster on it and it goes away
0: <laughs> no that's right and, and in the interests of oversharing i'm not sure i'm going to survive but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know it because it, it affects every single area of your life so one thing one thing i've noticed is she'll get the super hot feet and if she mm-hmm. gets the hot feet she will wake up in the morning with a migraine yeah so therefore her feet are always out of the 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 quilt or you know or the doona as you guys say and mm-hmm. uh, then it all bunches up between us And then, Mm -hmm. of course, I can't find her at night time, so I'll be pulling the duna and stuff. So when we wake in the morning, I've got two metres of duna on my side of the bed. She's got the barest scrap of uh, duna, and then it's my fault for being a a duna hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: again, you know, and again, that lack of sleep in itself, you know, um... Because I, th- I think quite often, uh, and again, this is something that I've done with my with my daughter, is that if I'm in a mood, I will tell her <laughs> uh, I didn't do this pre my divorce. And I think maybe it might have been a bit different if I had, you know, I think I, w- I think things would have been very different. Um, you know, when I will basically say, look, I'm just going to let you know that this is this. So if anything comes out of my mouth today, just just ignore me. OK, you know, but that take that's actually that took a lot f- for me to get to that stage of being able to say that, you know, because I was somebody who thought, um, I can't admit weakness. I can't show my feelings. I've, I've gathered all these stories about how, you know, I had to literally like Atlas carry the world on my shoulders and, and not, and not be, uh, not show that I wasn't capable. Um, and again, I think as well with the whole, you know, um, monthlies even, you know, it's like, Oh, is it that time a month again? So then again, you don't want to like, you don't want to talk about it. And it's always like, well, that then that's um, it's like it's wrong, you know, or the, or that. Um, or that it means that all of a sudden you've turned into the big, 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 bad wolf and actually you've got no control over it. Whereas, again, if we've got compassion for each other, you know, yeah. you may you maybe didn't want the duvet all over yourself either, you know. But again, we, we've each got to we can only take responsibility for how we show up in in the relationship. And we can decide whether we show up with compassion or not compassion for ourselves and others.
0: <laughs> so how can we talk about it more? How can we make it more open and, you know, not as embarrassing, not as yeah. uh, such a big deal?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that over here in the UK, we've had a celebrity doing something recently with regards to menopause. Um and so, you know, I think that kind of stuff, you know, builds awareness. There's then obviously people like myself coming on, uh, you know, whatever, wh- whatever social media that I can and trying to talk about these things. And, you know, I'm constantly in other Facebook groups. I'm in my own Facebook group, you know, um, and not being afraid to say it and again the more people who do start to talk again it will start to normalize it again over here in the UK there's been a lot more talk about it from an employment law point of view as well not when we're going to get into HR you know but um, you know so again there's been changes in that sense and again that then hits the papers so that's all going to help as well um, but it, the brass tacks it still comes down to the people in those relationships to actually talk and and say exactly. what's going on before it hits the fan, ideally.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it, it would be somehow this is probably something for me that I definitely have to look into as well because mm. a lot of men only see it from a negative point of view. We don't see it mm. as a natural change a woman is going to go through. We don't see mm. the struggles she goes through, either because we're experiencing the negative end of it Mm-hmm. Or as men, we're all talking about the negative end of it, because, you know, you can't talk about that normal everyday life because then, you know, you're a pig or you're a sexist or, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas men are hurting as well because Mm -hmm. they don't have, you know, the the relationship they had just either a few months, a year, Mm -hmm. a couple of years previous. And it's not the same because it is changing. Yeah. And both and the the man and the woman have not got that ability to be able to you know sit and talk about it and go mm-hmm. well you always used to or we mm-hmm. don't do this anymore and in actual fact things are changing this is just mm-hmm. normal.
1: Yeah. So it's yeah.
0: that ability to be able to communicate with each other. Yeah.
1: And it is like I say it is a change process i mean they call it the change as well don't they you know um uh, but but it is um it is a change process like you say for 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 everybody in a number of different ways but again we've all we all have to play our own part in that you know because if um because chances are your dear wife wouldn't want to be um you know doing these things or saying these things she genuinely may not have complete control over herself at that point in in time and then again these things escalate or again you know I, i think it's um I think it's kind of normal if you haven't got these tools in your toolbox. Again, I was talking to somebody earlier about how, you know, when I was in the relationship, I actually think I was quite a bitch, (laughs) you know. I don't like to admit it. I'm a perfectionist. But, again, you you go through these things in relationships where, again, it's never your your fault. It's always the other person's fault. Yeah, of course. And then when you get together with your mates, and that will work, But boys and girls, you know, or, you know. You know, all of a sudden you're in this kind of situation where you're just talking about all the negatives and that just breeds negativity, you know. So I'm not trying to encourage toxic positivity, but um, but just kind of getting somewhere in the middle where it's a bit neutral and realizing that there's often more to a story than meets the eye, I think is the key.
0: Okay, so basically, helping people become more mindful of this, of themselves, more mindful of their emotions, their feelings, mm-hmm. how that correlates to food. Yeah. Um, all right, so what final advice would you give people?
1: Yeah, so I think, like I say, it is um, just really get a, get to know yourselves, and it sounds it sounds perhaps a bit cliched almost, and people probably, oh, I know who I am, kind of thing you know but but do you you know do we really know how well do you actually know yourself how well do you know what makes you tick you know what your strengths your weaknesses are you know what your triggers are whether that be food weight loss your partner um and you've got the power to then decide if you want to step into action over that or not and so again take the power if you want it
0: no that's awesome Faith, thank you very, very much for your patience with my Neanderthal kind of thinking in this regard. No, it's not. You know, but, oh, absolutely amazing! Just you know, being more intuitive and just mm-hmm. allowing yourself, allowing yourself to have those feelings, to just understanding those feelings that they're just feelings, mm-hmm. and they you are. know that we don't have to have a negative connotation with them. We can actually take mm-hmm. them, examine them, and we can actually turn it into something fresh. Positive, yes. yeah, positive and expand and double time for some people you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. absolutely amazing you're an that's inspiration awesome. and thank you very much for your time tonight
1: thank you for having me, it's been a pleasure
0: awesome All right, I'm going to press end broadcast and it's going to kick us violently into the cold <laughs> okay. All right, have an amazing day
1: you too, bye hey
0: everybody you tuned in today thanks for listening to today's relax and enjoy health podcast with Faye Casement if you'd like to know more about Faye, you can find her on Facebook at fay.casement or Wellness for Women. Also on Instagram at the same tagline, Wellness for Women. I've been your host, Andrew French, for Optimal Health, Wellbeing and Balance. If you want the bullet points from today's podcast or even for some free resources, check us out at www.relaxenjoyhealth.com.au. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please, Share it with others, post about it on social media, or even leave us a review and a rating. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Facebook at Relax, Enjoy Health. But for now, stay sane and have a great day.